I just really wish you wouldn't stifle my creativity. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I need to breathe. Hold on. <laughs> Ooh. Some fashion mogul that was arrested for sex trafficking. Oh, great. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, that's good. 2020. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Palasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs center. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Great. Hello. Hi. We're in the basement. Yeah, we're recording in our basement today. <laughs> we're recording in the middle of the day. The house is being used for virtual school. Yes. And we're recording... We usually record at night after the kids go to bed. Yeah. We're recording in the middle of the day, though, because... All this week, I have rehearsals. Yeah, that's right. For quick um, plug at the top. <laughs> quick plug right off the bat, you guys. Uh, I'm doing a Christmas Carol with a Siren and Sailor Theater Company. Uh, it's a fun little reading drinking game that you can tune into via Streamyard, Facebook, and YouTube. Yep. Um, it's so fun. I did it before. I'm you playing did. several parts. I get to play the street urchin. The best part. Yeah, that's the best one for sure. Um, I get to play uh, Mrs. Cratchit. Mrs. Cratchit. I get to play Ghost of Christmas Past. And I get to play Mrs. Crumb. And it's so just, many great parts. It's so fun. And we just had our first read through last night. And it was, these folks are lovely. And I'm very excited that I get to work with them. Um, so that's on Friday. Siren and Sailor. Yes. Right? Sailor was like S A. Hey, Sailor. (laughs) Siren, like. (laughs) Or like a sexy lady. That's what I say when I see a sexy lady. Oh, okay. (laughs) My eyes pop out and my tongue rolls out on the carpet. And I go. Uh, Siren and Sailor, you can uh, give it a goog. Maybe we'll put it on our social. It'll be great. Yeah, we'll probably link it in our stories or something. But yeah, it's on Friday, 7 p.m. It's going to be fun. You can bring a drink. You did it last year at a bar in Brooklyn. And it was like, (laughs) just to think about it, just to think about being in a tiny room in a bar with like 50 people watching a Christmas carol. It was like... (laughs) Like, I can't, I'm going to cry. Like, I can't, <laughs> like, now we got to do it on fucking Zoom. On Zoom. It's going to be great, but I wish. I wish. There was no pandemic. I wish. <laughs> going out on a limb. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But, uh, but yeah, so we're recording middle of the day in our basement. Yep. Different a- vibe. Different vibe. I'm not drunk. You're not drunk. Wow. I'm drunk on uh, cinema. <laughs> That's what I'm drunk on. <laughs> anyway, let's get to topics at the top. Topics at the top. Um, our, first of all, you may notice we've got new cover art. Hey! Very excited about it. Yes. Um, made by my colleague and I want to say friend. Friend! Mike Antonucci, who's great. And he, he works with me at Jesus and Marrow. And he's an amazing artist who does these fantastic like if you've ever like i mean the whole graphics department is amazing um patrick ziana jesse the whole crew (laughs) um and mike antonucci does these you know he's his specialty sometimes is these great like animations that will drop into the show and he pulls them off in no time at all and they're always so hilarious 
Andrew Cuomo's nipples and like all these great stuff. <laughs> and so I commissioned some artwork for our podcast from him and he's he came through and it's so great. I love it. It looks and awesome. We're so excited about it. Yeah. Can we tell this can we tell the story? He so he sent us a little mock up. First. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, if you go and 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 if you've seen the the new artwork, it's great. There's a it's me and you in cartoon form, and a broken disc behind us. It's great. Um, but the original mock-up had a disc behind each of us, which is kind of what I asked for. So it's yes. not his fault. Yes. Um, and you know, Mike showed it to me, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It looks like boobs. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It did look like two huge uh, uh, tits <laughs> behind us. So we so didn't go was, with that yeah, one. but No, it is so great, and we're so happy with it, and thank you to Mike Antonucci. He's yeah, nice. thanks, Mike Antonucci. He's also, like, he's not just an artist, although just an artist, what does that mean? But he's all, he's also just very funny in his own right and a great writer and a really funny improv guy. And he's amazing. So look him up. Um, also I want to apologize, uh, specifically to our friend Michelle for the (laughs) NYU slander on last week's episode. Um, I think I, uh, uh, look, I said some things. (laughs) And I think as a as a man in my late thirties, I should probably stop holding on to any resentment about any <laughs> particular college. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was just goofing about uh, the stereotypes around NYU kids last week for the riding in cars with boys episode. And as a as a SUNY kid with a chip on my shoulder, I was kind of like. Wow, Making really? Some, um, yeah, I gotta stop Walking talking. it back. All right. Really walking it back here, huh? Look, if we lose Michelle, that's probably like 20% of our <laughs> listenership. So we can't, I gotta make nice with everybody. Whatever, you guys can find it out. I went to Penn State, I win. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Guys, we watched two movies. <laughs> Can you believe it? (laughs) This week we watched Batman Returns from 1992 and... The Family Stone from 2005. What's the connection, you might ask? the connection? (laughs) I love it. Um, So, there's probably myriad connections because there's there's lots of people in these movies. Again, I didn't remember that we do this, so I didn't think of one. (laughs) I spent some time... Thinking about it, and then, then just looking it up. Uh huh. What I came up with was a pretty good one. Okay. So you have Diane Keaton is the matriarch in the Family Stone. Sure Danny is. DeVito, the Penguin in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. They appear together as Rocks and Daphne, the two dogs in Look Who's Talking Now. Wow. Yes, it's Danny DeVito is the dog and. Diane Keaton is the other dog. (laughs) (laughs) Couple of dogs. Couple of dogs. Wow. So that's a pretty good connection, I would say. That's pretty good. So then they, you know, and then they um, are in the movies that we're talking about. Okay, look, (laughs) I don't know. I have never seen Look Who's Talking Now, have you? Yes, for sure. I, like, loved those movies. I definitely uh, saw the first As a preteen. Yeah. I I don't remember anything about them now. And, you know, Kirstie Alley. I remember that the first one opens with um, 
I get around by the Beach Boys and it's a sperm. Sperm, yeah. yeah. That's literally the only thing That's I like remember. Good. That is pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty funny. And um and but I have definitely like seen that first one a lot. So I bet yeah. if you watched it, I would like. And I remember it being like. Back. I remember it being like hilarious. I'm sure it's not. But it's a baby. Talk, like talking. being sassy. Yeah, being sassy. <laughs> which like, you know, pretty good. I mean, that's what Boss Baby is. I guess. Our kids love Boss Baby. Oh, they love Boss Baby. All right. All right, let's do it. We digress. Shall we start Family Stone? Family Stone. 2005, directed by Thomas Bazucha. Bazooka. Bazucha. B-E-Z-U-C-H-A. Bazooka. Bazooka? Tommy Bazooka. Tommy Bazooka. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to. I don't know how to. I'm sorry. Yeah, we should um, just apologize and move on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb summary. An uptight conservative businesswoman accompanies her boyfriend who is eccentric and outgoing family's annual Christmas celebration and finds that she's a fish out of water in their free spirited way of life. Oof. War and peace. Okay. <laughs> um, sure, we'll go with that. Yep, great. Um, you pop it in in our segment, popping off, popping off, and uh, uh, you just get the um, you wouldn't steal a car commercial. Classic, the, the classic. don't steal it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the DVD itself mm-hmm. uh, has some good, fine special features, commentaries, featurettes. It the cute special feature it has, super cute. Is the um the it, it includes the Strata recipe from Meredith Strata recipe, which we'll talk about yes. as when when we go in if you haven't seen it. But uh, it includes a recipe for like a a Christmassy holiday breakfast, right. and it's just it's very cute. It's cute. Yeah, it's, it's cute. got the recipe on there. Adorable. Um, so that's nice. The DVD, I will say, looks great. Yeah, like I was going to really say that does. too. It looks really good. It like the transfer or whatever. Yeah. The bit rate. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like it didn't even feel like it had that kind of because what is this? 2005. So that's probably why. But it didn't. I feel like y- you can watch some like 90s movies. And even if it's a really good transfer, it has like 90s, early 2000s stuff has this weird like <sighs> muted tone haze to it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. Like there was at some point everything got a lot more vibrant and brighter. And I think that's probably just because Blu-rays were happening and, and mm-hmm. you were seeing things a lot clearer yeah. in your in your home viewing of things. <laughs> um but uh but yes and it didn't even feel like it had that to me. Yeah. Like it just or it it looked really good is Look, what I'm saying. It looked good. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so the family stone. The family stone. So we saw this in the theater. I have not seen it since. Oh my god! And I watch it every single Christmas because yep. it is, as I've said, maybe my favorite. Maybe my favorite. Definitely top three. Favorite um, what movie? Holiday film. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no holiday film. Um, I. It's and what's so funny to me and and it occurs to me every time I watch it is it's not it's not even like this is gonna sound horrible but it's not even like there's anyone in it 
usually with my most favorite movies, there's there's someone in it where I'm just like, yes, this is my girl. This is my guy. Like, I love this actor for whatever reason. And there isn't really someone like that in this movie. Sure. Um, like Sarah Jessica Parker. And these are all lovely actors. I have, I have nothing against these, these actors. But like, you know, a lot of people, Sarah Jessica Parker would be a huge draw. And she's not really for me or... Rachel McAdams might be a huge draw. Rachel McAdams is incredible. Um, but especially, like, at the time that it was made, it wasn't, like... Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Am usually, I making any sense? <laughs> I think so. Usually, for for a movie to rank, to rank as high, yeah. highly for you as this one does, it has someone in it who you're drawn to, like, magnetically. Yes. And in this one, it's just like, oh, these are all good actors. These are you. all... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All good actors doing, like, perfect jobs mm-hmm. as yeah, far yeah, as yeah, i'm yeah. concerned um uh yeah so you've got as we said diane keaton plays the matriarch you've got coach i don't know that actor's name craig t nelson craig t nelson as the dad just like he's such a he's so perfect like i literally can't think of any other actor that would have mm-hmm. done that part as well as he did yeah 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 um you've got Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Hey, I did it. Um, <laughs> who is phenomenal. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. You've got Claire Danes. Claire Danes. You've got Rachel McAdams. You've got Dermot, Dermot Mulroney, Mulroney. <laughs> which is difficult for me to say for some reason. Um, yeah. So this, again, this cast is stacked. You've got a ton of really amazing people. And then you've also got uh, one of the brothers is played by Tyrone Giordano. That he said, you yeah, I think so. Know? Great. Um, uh, who's wonderful and is playing a deaf character, and he's actually deaf, so like, well done. Well done, the family. Story. Um, a funny thing that I did see, I, I can't remember who posted one of my friends on Facebook had clearly watched the movie and said, wow, they really did put all of their diversity into this one couple because you, the one brother is deaf and gay and his husband is black. (laughs) They were like, here's all your diversity, but Hey, at least it's in there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, yeah. So, I mean, the summary was pretty on, on point. Yeah. It's firmly in the genre. I mean, this is like the er example of the like home for the holidays, kooky, crazy family in a house Guess who's coming for dinner, yeah. Yeah, right. Type of thing. Um, And it's, um, uh, like, so movies like that, like Happiest Season is definitely one of those Mm -hmm. from this year. Home for the Holidays. um, uh, Like Four Christmases, maybe? Yeah, Four Christmases, for sure. There's one, I was just thinking, because one that came out this year that is kind of in that zone is I'm thinking of ending things, which is the Charlie Kaufman movie (laughs) where they go back to meet his parents, but it's also like, that's different. (laughs) It's a little different. It's a little, uh, folks, it's a little out there. (laughs) I did not watch it and I don't think I would like it if I watched it. Agreed. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so yeah, so Sarah Jessica Parker is this like uptight, uh, woman who's dating Dermot Mulroney's character <laughs> and they come they come home for the holidays and and she's 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 just very like she's uptight like her hair is in a bun and the movie, she's the like the first shot of the movie is that bun yeah you get it yeah like, it's, <laughs> it's like she's she's playing her whole body is tight and rigid yes and she's playing and she's like kind of got this 
um, I think she's doing something with her voice that's like, mm-hmm. you know, mousier, shriller. Like she's just it. She's she's playing a kind of caustic person. Yeah. Not in a not in a loud way, but in a right. just like grating way. Yes. And I the thing that I love about it, especially watching it this time, is, uh, you know. <sighs> I feel like you kind of forget how good Sarah Jessica Parker is because she was in Sex and the City for so long. She played one character for mm-hmm. so long. You either loved it or you hated it. Yeah. And that was what you got. And kudos to her. She did a wonderful job. Right. Job like I like Sex and the City. Um, but you forget until you think about like Hocus Pocus and this. Right, yeah. Because exactly. those are two like ends of the spectrum. And she's so good at playing this character who you understand why the family doesn't like her, Mm -hmm. but she's also super sympathetic and not just because she's kind of like thrown to the lions essentially, but she just does a really good job. I think of, of, of portraying this person you would not want to be friends with and who seems like a terrible, boring person, but you feel really bad for her, I think. Yeah. And and she also goes on a journey, and by the end, is her hair's down, and it's not <laughs> right. a bun anymore. She's so loosened great. up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. And and uh, it's just, they do such a good job. And I did, I read on the IMDb trivia that the director made them all, like, did, like, weeks of rehearsals with all of them because he wanted them all to bond off screen so yeah. that they could portray this family on screen. And I'm going to say that it worked because <laughs> it's beautiful. The chemistry with all of them, and especially that many people. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's there. It's five kids. Oh, so we, we forgot about, what's Elizabeth her name? Reeser, Gosh, Elizabeth Reeser. Bly Manor and, and Honey of Hill House and stuff. And Twilight. Yeah, and Twilight. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's five children and a handful of them have significant others and it's just, they just, it's, it's a really good job, really good portrayal as someone who grew up in a family with five children. (laughs) It's a good portrayal. It's a big old mess. (laughs) It's a big old mess. Um, but it's a good portrayal of, of, of the family and they do such a good job and it's, it just, it makes you want to have a thousand babies and like just be. (laughs) Wait, where do we go? What happened? (laughs) Sorry, I kind of zoned out for a minute, and I came back on what? We're having a thousand babies. Um, okay. <laughs> no, but drink he, some more tea. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. You got that too, right? That feeling of just like, oh, this is so. Yeah, lovely. I mean, it's the thing. Yeah. I think it's a thing. Like, you know, I I love your family, and I love like, like I think going back for the holidays to spend time with your family specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a weird way to put that. Like it I have is. other families to go <laughs> yeah. see. Um, but I mean like your family, a lot of people and everybody is great and they all have their own shit going on and it's like really fun. And it's a, uh, your mom is crazy. No, it's not what I was going to say. Crazy. No, I was going to say I love her. No, Nancy, no, Nancy, she's crazy. Nancy, I love you. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's just like a big, loud craziness, you know what I mean? And I think that that's, um, that is, I see what you're saying. The movie has that feeling to it. I see where you're coming from and I see what you're saying and I I I hear you you, and I hate you and I validate you. And you hate it? (laughs) Do I hate this movie? No, that feeling. Oh, no, no, no. I like that feeling. I want that feeling. I like it. I'm bummed. We're not going to go. Like I'm bummed. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm bummed. 
Yeah. Like, we're not going to go down to Pennsylvania for Christmas. We didn't go for Thanksgiving. We didn't go see my family for Thanksgiving. Like, it was a, it's a bummer. It's a this bummer. This pandemic is a fucking bummer, you guys. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Again, going out on a limb. Yeah. But I just mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really nice holiday feeling and we don't have it right now. Yeah. Um, Someday soon. No, come on. So, <laughs> so cards on the table, man. Cards on the table. Yeah. Uh, so when we saw this in the theater, mm-hmm. I hated it. Yes, I really did, and I don't remember exactly why. Um, this time watching it, so a couple things. Yeah, and I'm I'm g- this is gonna relate to Batman Returns also. Oh, I can't wait. Is First of all, I think when we saw it in 2005 and I was in my early 20s. Yeah. I and Sex in the City was the biggest thing going. Mm-hmm. I and I was the kind of guy who would have that large DVD stack of <laughs> Heat and The Deer Hunter and yes. think like I'm cool. Um I think I thought I think I really hated Sex in the City and I really like thought it was like in a in a probably pretty toxic way uh-huh. and probably didn't like Sarah Jessica Parker. And I'm not saying like, I don't think you, you know better than I do. I don't think I was like a misogynist about it or like, anything no. like that. but I was just like, this is stupid. It's not fight club. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so in, and also I just think I'm chiller now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think. Uh-huh. And so you're like, uh-huh, okay, where did you go? Um, and so watching it this time, I would say it's still not my thing. Okay. But I did enjoy watching it. And I, like, I, like, I, it's not, like, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about it. I'm not saying, like, you know, but there was enough in there. And, like, you know, it's a real manipulative piece of shit, this movie, in terms of the heartstrings. It really is. I mean, a spe- like, yeah. So there's there's that whatever I just said that mishmash <laughs> but I had a nice time watching it this time. Oh good. I did I still don't love it as a movie, but I had a nice time watching it. I think it, there's parts of it that are great. I think that um it like you know, I love 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 Rachel McAdams. Yeah, she's so good. So she plays the the one of the younger sisters. Yeah. And who just she's the one who's the most outspoken about not liking this woman, Sarah Jessica Parker's character. Like she's I think mean. Yeah, exactly. Like all of, of the entire family is kind of like, "Oh, okay." Uh but she's just like, "Uh-huh." Like she's just your worst nightmare. Yeah. There's a scene, oh my god, it's so beautiful where uh Sarah Jessica Parker's character is starting to stand up for herself. What's the character's name? Beverly. No, it's not. Oh, that's writing. Writing cards with voice. voice. Meredith. Meredith. Thank you. Um, this is really her great. Name's Batman. <laughs> oh wait, that's Batman Returns. <laughs> There's this really great scene where Meredith is is trying to stand up for herself and. And she says, like, I don't know what I ever did to you, but like, I don't care what you think. And Rachel McAdams' character just goes. Oh, of course you do. And it's just like brilliant. It's so mean and perfect. And she does it so perfectly. It's great. She's so good. 
I really like watching Luke Wilson. Yeah. I like Diane Keaton. I like Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. You can figure out who I don't like in the cast based on who I'm not saying. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker, I've kind of come around on. Yeah. I think, like, I do think, so I think there's a weird thing that happens in the movie where it doesn't quite land, it doesn't quite stick the landing with, um, with the balance of, like, they, like, the way people act is a little insane. If you you don't like a person, like they don't like her when she shows up. Yeah. And they are just so immediately like cruel to her. Not just Rachel McAdams, who is, Uh but she'll talk. She's talk. There's a scene early on where she gives a long rambling thing about how they met. Uh And they all just sit in silence as she's after she's done. And it becomes real awkward. And like, she has to leave or whatever. And it's like, no, someone would say like, oh, great story. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like there's a little bit of like, of of a little too much. It doesn't quite stick the landing. And with a movie like this, that's not like, that's a dramedy about people's behavior. Uh-huh. You, that's what it's about. So it's not like it's not like oh well some of the lines are a little rough, but the action set pieces are great. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like well those are, that is the movie. So if you don't land those emotional moments, some of them don't land. Some of them really do land. I mean, some of them are great. The one you just mentioned, yeah. There's plenty of stuff that's really good in there. But for me, it's like it doesn't quite stick the landing with all of those. And then also there's just like like I think okay I think Dermot Mulroney's kind of a drip in <laughs> well, this role. Yeah, that character maybe not his fault. Well, and the thing yeah, exactly. I think that I think honestly that's the the fault of the character this this the oldest son um and he he comes back with this girl Meredith and and he's clearly wants to ask his mother for his grandmother's engagement ring and she's doesn't want to give it to him and and his character is just boring. Like his character is just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like he's he is the oldest child. Like yeah. that's what he. Sorry, Shep. He's the oldest <laughs> child. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's just there to and. But I think and and I feel like the 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 scene where okay we're gonna spoil some stuff here. Uh, so there's that. Be aware. Um, the matriarch, uh, Diane Keaton. It, by the end of this film is dead. She uh, has some sort of cancer and it has come back. She's waiting till the end of the holidays before she tells her children, but obviously it, it comes out. Each kid finds out uh, in different ways when he finds out and they have that kind he like breaks down and yeah. they have that conversation. And she, cause she says something to him that, Oh, I wish I could remember what it was. <laughs> this is a horrible story, but she says something to him like, you don't have to, you don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to be perfect or something like yeah. that. And I was like, like go, I was yeah. like, oh, that's, you know what I mean? I feel like that's a real like click moment of who that character is. And it makes perfect sense for like the oldest child yeah. of just like, I'm keeping everything together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that that translates to a super dynamic character in a film full yeah. of wackadoos. Though, well, I also so. didn't. I also didn't love. Uh, speaking of that character, I didn't. I bought. I like. I this time watching it through, I bought a lot more than I bought the first time. Like uh-huh. I bought into so much of it. Yeah. What I didn't buy was him. Him putting the moves on Claire Danes' character. And, yeah, that was a little weird. It was. It's like so. Claire. So Sarah Jessica Parker is having such a rough time with her new boyfriend's family that she invites her sister, 
Claire Danes to come up. The sister shows up, and all of a sudden, Sarah Jessica Parker's boyfriend, Dermot Mulroney, is in love with the sister. Right. Sarah Jessica Parker is slowly falling in love with the free-spirited brother, Luke Wilson. Right. Messy. 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 But love, also works out. It's a trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Works out very cleanly and is like, it, again, it just doesn't, like, it goes too It goes too far with them. He's about to propose to Sarah Jessica Parker, and that day, he's, like, trying to put the moves on Claire Danes, and it's like, okay, well, that's just a bad dude. Yeah, I, I see that. I think what I, I agree with you. I, I'm fully not disagreeing with you that that is, like, Zany and like what? Okay, guys, it just does it yeah. too far. But for me, living in the suspension of disbelief world, I'm gonna go with there. You know, you can't help who you're attracted to. So this thing where like this sister who you've never met. So so you bring your girlfriend home. You think every you think everything is fine. You're ready to propose to this woman. You bring her home and your family hates her. Yeah. And your family who you care about hates her. And this other person shows up. They immediately love Claire Danes. You're obviously physically attracted to her. So that thing, so I can see how that would happen. Yeah, I can see how it happened. It it, it happens real so quickly. Fast. It's very like, you know, but so so I I am able to forgive that a yeah, little yeah, bit, yeah. but I fully agree with you that it's like, okay. Okay. Well, when he's at her hotel and he's like, anyway, the other thing and again, this is all stuff I I okay, uh, let me say something nice about the family stone. Uh, great. Is that the when we saw it, I remember I going into it, I was like that couple we talked about earlier where the son is gay, deaf, his husband is black. Uh-huh. I, like, I remember seeing that when we saw it and being like, this feels like tokenism. Yeah. Like, I remember remembering it as tokenism, as uh-huh. weird, like, tokenism. And seeing it this time, I still think they use the guy's blackness as a weird prop in that one charade scene that, like, yeah. you know, that's the only time his blackness gets mentioned and it's as a as a weapon against somebody else and it's like it's a little gross and it's supposed to be gross yes. in the scene but it yes. also feels gross for the movie but what I didn't remember was the way that it like really really engages with them being gay yeah you know what I mean like it's, it's not tokenism it's no. like that scene where Sarah Jessica Parker is saying like would why would you want your son the to be dinner gay. table scene. There is a and scene. And she's yeah, and she's saying sorry, she's saying like like doesn't that just make the life harder? And the whole family's like, what the fuck? Fuck you. Like get Well, but here's the thing. Okay, this dinner scene is possibly what you know I love a good fight in a movie. Mm-hmm. And this is pro- possibly one of my favorite scenes in any film. Okay, and it's like Christmas Eve dinner, and they're all sitting around. And uh, Meredith is the the brother Thad, who's deaf and gay, and his husband are talking about how they want to adopt a kid. So they're like starting that a pro- that process. And um, Meredith's sister asks asks this really poignant question that can be misconstrued as like ooh, and she 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 asks if they care about the race of the child. And uh, Meredith kind of goes like, oh, my God, like, you can't ask 
or you can't ask someone why they're white. You know what I mean? That thing for Mean Girls. But Meredith's like, you can't do that. And but the family responds, and because Claire Dane's character is like, I'm so sorry. I just I was just curious, and everyone's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like we don't care. Blah blah blah. Love, it's all love. We just want to love a child, and it's wonderful and it's beautifully handled. And that emboldens Meredith to because she's trying to prove to the family that she's cool too. Emboldens her to ask if they're worried about um, nature versus nurture and they're basically if they're worried about their kid turning out gay because they're gay. And for a really long time, I feel like the family is actually really good at handling it. Like they all kind of start making jokes about it and, and, and doing that thing. Yes. They're doing that thing where you're trying to move on where someone has said something that is awful and but you know that they mean well, so you kind of try and joke your way out of it. Yeah. And it's, and then, and, but she keeps going and well, she and won't let it go. Yeah. And at a certain point, Craig T. Nelson is going, okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Yes. And then he loses it. He hits the table and it's just beautiful. And then, and, and there's this whole, this part, I'm going to cry. This part where she throws she's trying to get Thad's attention and he's I think probably Diane Keaton is. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Diane Keaton, the mother, is trying to get her deaf son's attention. And I think he's kind of purposefully ignoring her. But she throws she finally throws her fork at his plate so he'll look up. And she says, I love you and you're more normal than any asshole at this table. And it's just beautiful. <laughs> and it's so lovely. And it's one of like like, there are so many moments in this film, especially for a film that it came out in 2005, where you're just like, holy shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, and because the, there's another scene um, where the Luke Wilson character is with the dad. They're, like, smoking pot at the football field of the high school. And he that's when he finds out that the the cancer is back and he starts crying and the dad hugs him and it's just beautiful and it's so like simple and not a big deal but i'm just like look at this beautiful example of how you should talk to and interact with your son how yeah. a father should talk to and interact with their son yeah like it's just beautiful <laughs> yeah and i would say that moment where they were talking about that dinner scene yeah. It's messy and it's weird and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And it does stick the landing. That thing I was talking about earlier where like they they everyone's behaving in a human recognizable like unpleasant sometimes way. Yeah. And some some of the rest like the beginning of the movie where it's setting them up is where I'm like, "Oh, they're just being dicks to her for plot reasons, not for human reasons." You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I really like that that dinner scene, you know what I mean? And the um uh Sorry, let me see. Oh, yeah, I wrote down Everett sucks. Everett going after Claire Danes is psycho shit. Unhinged. I really went, I really. Oh, no. Well, because he, like, chases down the bus. I knew you really didn't like that part. I he chases down, she gets on the bus to leave, and he chases it down. And it's like, you were going to propose to her sister today. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I I know I it's it it feels it it I couldn't get past it and I know but it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what I will say on that is what I th- uh, thought was a really interesting scene and something I hadn't thought of. Yeah, um, which is weird considering I've watched it a thousand times. 
There's a scene. So so Meredith goes with the Luke Wilson character and Everett, the oldest son, goes with Claire Danes. And there's so there's a swap that happens. And there's this scene where that the swap has happened. Everett has run after Claire Danes. Sarah Jessica, everything has come out about like, cause like the night before Meredith gets drunk with Luke Wilson and like thinks that she slept with him, even though they didn't. Yeah. And it's a little, it's weird. That's and the dad, weird. Well, it's weird. But, um, so everything has come out and the switcheroo has happened and the two of them, it's Christmas night and it's snowing. The two of them are just lying on his bed, mm-hmm. kind of like snuggling, but in it, it was just a really interesting thing to see because that's not something that, like, that happens all the time, right? Someone cheats or switches a partner or whatever, and you don't often get to see the aftermath of, like, what happens right after that happens. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Right after you've made the decision of, like, okay, we are going to be together now. Right. And it was just really cool. And they're just lying in bed and they're watching the shadow of the snow falling on the yeah. ceiling. And Meredith starts singing... Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, whatever Christmas carol that is. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. There we go. Um, But that specific part, and then Luke Wilson just repeats, like, repeat the sounding joy. And it's just this beautiful moment of, like, two people who are not, because they're not, like, making out or having sex or, like, all over each other. She's just kind of, like, lying on his chest. And they're just, like, hanging out. And I was just like... That's really interesting because you wouldn't even think to include that scene. Do you yeah, know what I right. mean? But it was really cool to see it. I don't know. I saw that it was neat. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, and you know, I didn't, that my classic thing that I always complain about with movies is classic that, Mike is that they're long. Yeah. This one is long, did not feel long to yeah. me. And I had a nice time watching it. Oh, I love that. And I'm glad it brings you joy. It does bring me joy. Um, really quick. Yeah. Really quick. Um, IMDb trivia. Interesting fact. Apparently, Ben is the brother that Luke Wilson plays. Okay. Apparently, it was originally supposed to be Johnny Knoxville. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and I don't know why it's not Johnny Knoxville, but uh, that was... I like that. Luke Wilson is great. Johnny yeah. Knoxville would have been great, too. I Luke Wilson, yeah, yeah. That's I feel like Johnny the... Knoxville would have been too far. Maybe that's, but Johnny Knoxville is, here's the thing with Luke Wilson and Dermot Mulroney. Uh-huh. They're a little too similar and they outfit them differently, but they're, they're, they're not that different as dudes to look at. Yeah, I guess so. Johnny Knoxville and someone else. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Cause it was also, there was also someone else who was supposed to play Everett. Steve-O. It was not. It was not. <laughs> this was supposed to be a jackass movie. That would be so funny. Um, lots of iconic moments. Claire Danes can't get the ring off. Yeah. All that stuff. The Lestrada. What is it called? Strata. The Lestrada. Um, yeah. Lysistrata. So anyway, this family is a little kooky. Oh, Billy Crudup was supposed to play Everett. Billy Crudup is good. Yeah. But the but Billy Croup's the same as Dermot Mulroney. You know Fuck, what? I can't yeah. say his name. I yeah. can't say either of their names. <laughs> yeah, Billy Crudup versus Dermot Mulroney. Hmm. That's the same. That's the same. That's kind of the same. You're That's right. the same white boy. That's a lateral move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're both great, but yes. you know, that's 
but uh, it's not. Because they might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, I agree. It's, yeah. That's not a knock on like their acting ability no, or their just, looks. It's literally just that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Luke Wilson is not the same as Johnny Knoxville. Correct. Whew, we did some science. We did it. Um, that's all I got on the family stone. I enjoyed it a little more this time. I enjoyed it a little more. All right, I'll take it. All right, let's move on. Movie number two. Batman Returns from 1992, directed by Tim Burton. While Batman deals with a deformed man calling himself the Penguin, wreaking havoc across Gotham with the help of a cruel businessman, a female employee of the latter becomes the Catwoman with her own vendetta. Jesus. Okay, a little awkward. It's fine. That's true. I mean, that's, it's, you you know Batman Returns. You know it. You love it. No, yeah, you, you know it. <laughs> you you know it. Um, this is like I. So, let's talk about the disc that we have. Which it looks is, like garb. Which is a <laughs> purchased for ten dollars. All four movies on two discs. Four Batman movies on two discs. Oh God! Meaning that they're both flip discs. Yeah. Um, per, you know, I purchased at Target one day where it was like. Oh, with the toilet paper, let's get bat- the entire <laughs> Batman saga looking mm-hmm. like shit. Um, no features. No features. No features. So and and genuinely looks like garbage. Like the transfer or whatever it is looks yeah. like garbage. It does. <laughs> In fact, we did turn off the DVD a few minutes in and just watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> Because it looks that bad. It looked that bad. It looked... It, it was like, okay, what... Because I also wanted you to have a nice time watching Batman Returns. Um, I wanted to have a nice time. I It would be distracting the entire way. Yeah, yeah. So this is... You guys see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Cards are on the table, guys. Cards are on the table. Well, um, but let's talk about it, obviously. Let's talk about it. So I... So I... This is like... I mean... This is a real... These Batman movies are just like there doesn't get more nostalgic for me. Mm. You know what I mean in terms yeah. of like I was 9 years old when this came out. You were 9? Yeah. I'm just thinking about Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like there's so much the number of times that I went damn during right. this movie. <laughs> the penguin bites that guy's nose off. Yes. Batman kills a bunch of people. There's, Opens fire on there, a crowd. There's a, there's Vincent Chevelli of Milos Forman fame, just gunning guns into crowd, like yeah. with his his um, what's that called? The monkey in the box. Yeah. Oh, there's a name for it. I don't know. There's Vincent Chiavelli <laughs> just opening fire into a crowd, like it's, Christopher Walken pushes Michelle Pfeiffer out of a window, right, and then she has a breakdown <laughs> where she just destroys her apartment for five minutes. It's like this movie is not a th- is is like insane that you would show it. To children. Yeah. And it's also like, but that's, but also that's what the first Batman was. That movie is like so insane. Yeah. That it was, and I saw that when I was even younger. And right. that was like the the biggest movie of all time. You know what yeah. I mean? It was, it's insane that you would show it to children. I also don't know who else this movie is for <laughs> other well, than children. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's a cartoon. Like, yes. let's just say it. Like, it's not... It's not aspiring to reality in any way. No. It's not trying to be like the gritty real world Batman. It's not trying to be Christopher Nolan. It's trying to be a cartoon. It, it literally felt like they just took 
panels from the comic book and just wrote the dialogue from that that's a funny. lot of the time. That's funny. I mean, they to me, yeah. I that that is like probably speaks. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> um, in that it's probably the the like it's probably the best Batman adaptation just in those terms because it feels like the thing. Yeah, that's a really good way to spin that. <laughs> <laughs> well so this done. is the best movie you've ever seen. Absolutely, totally. And oh god. Uh no 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 uh I was just gonna say, uh, I wrote down we're about forty minutes in. I wrote that down that we're about forty minutes in, and I wrote down, are you uh yeah are you gonna have a Batman in your uh, Batman movie? Yeah, because he because <laughs> he barely shows up. It's all Penguin and Catwoman for, yes! for forty minutes. He's in the fight scene in the beginning, like he shows up and he you know yeah he does his business there, but. Um, so just to relate it to the family stone and my, my oh, yeah. maturation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I feel like this entire podcast is me coming to terms with. It's a coming of age story. Yeah. Me coming to terms with being a shitty person in my twenties. <laughs> um, just so in those terms, it's like, I remember, obviously I loved these movies when I was a kid. Then when I was in my twenties, like film school, all that stuff, I was uh-huh. like, those movies are goofy and. And you know what I mean? Like, they're not cool. Like, Christopher Nolan, that's cool. And I still like those Christopher Nolan movies, but, like, that these, those two Tim Burton Batman movies are so weird. Like, they are weird. Yeah. In a way that a huge, like, corporate superhero movie today does not often feel to me. Yeah, it would never be. Yeah. these feel so risky and weird that I'm just glad they exist. Like I think about this all the time with movies like this Uh where they feel like movies that you hear about, but never got made. Uh Like I just read yesterday something about how Stanley Kubrick wanted Steve Martin to be an eyes wide shut. And you're like, Oh, that would be a weird different movie. And I wish that existed. And I feel like in a parallel universe, they're going like, did you know they were going to get Tim Burton to make, the Batman movies and he was going to have Jack Nicholson play the Joker and it was going to be a Prince soundtrack for the entire movie and you'd be like that's fucking crazy I wish we could see that it's like you can it exists in our universe and that's how I feel about these movies is that they are just I'm just so uh, grateful that they exist in a weird way okay um, because of how weird they are and that's not to say that everything works yeah in them but for me the A they're nostalgic mm-hmm. B they're they're like really great. I mean, they're just crazy and weird and off the wall. Yeah. And there's enough in there that is weird and fun that I'm like having a really good time. Yeah. I did. I did write down. I don't think I realized how goofy this is. It's so goofy. (laughs) It's real goofy. There's also like all these jokes that I didn't register before. Some of them will get to how horny the movie is. Oh my God. Because it is very horny. Yeah. But, um, there's like a joke Early on where, uh, oh, hold on, I wrote it down. Okay. Oh, okay, so when, so the penguin is, he was discarded by his parents, lived in the sewers, was, ran with this circus gang, and then the movie is about Christopher Walken trying to redeem him, Christopher Walken who plays like kind of a Trumpish figure. Yeah. Trying to redeem him and run him for mayor as this like rags to riches story and take over the city that way, whatever. So the... Uh, the penguin, you know, they orchestrate his return to society. Mm-hmm. And there's this crowd of people. He saves a baby, whatever. Um, and someone in the crowd goes, is talking to someone else and goes, it's like, he's like a frog who became a prince. And then someone else says, he's more like a penguin. 
I like, I had never heard that before, and I like lost it because they just call him the penguin the whole time. So yeah. the guys are just saying he's a penguin. Yeah. Um, oh, I also wrote your house is too big. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's That's just so funny. Like, it's like, it's. It's so stupid. <laughs> like, it's, it's so just, stupid. It's really funny. It's like, and 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 it feels like uh, on purpose. Yeah. Obviously, like I'm not like, oh, no, they know. thought this looked normal. Yeah. Um, but it is like very funny how big his house is. Um. What else? Oh, oh go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I wrote what a performance from Devito though. Seriously, Holy shit. oh my god, he's so I like this was the first time watching this where I was like. This is incredible. He's yeah. doing incredible work. And it it's you don't I it's like he's the makeup is also so good. Yeah. That you don't recognize him in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of And so he doesn't I feel like he doesn't get the credit for it because he's disappeared so far behind yeah. the makeup. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And there's a lot of like it's not quite the same as like practical effects, but a lot of this is practical. It's mm-hmm. actual makeup, it's actual sets. I mean they're yeah. sets, but they're sets, yeah. you know? Um and that was really cool. Yeah, I, I think there's like maybe one or two CGI early CGI effects when when his car gets covered by that yeah, and when and... she flies up in the, with the umbrella. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But, like, it, it looks really good. Like, all of the effects look incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really, really cool. Um, it's... I want you to note... Yes. The Penguin... It says 33 years later. The Penguin's supposed to be 33, <laughs> 33. in this movie. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, I wrote down not a lot of Batman. It's it's a half hour in. And that's a shame because Michael Keaton is so good. Who's the best Batman? I think for me it's Michael Keaton. Wow. I love – I because he's not – because so now Batman has to be like – I mean, I don't know how Robert Pattinson's going to be. I'm sure he's going to be great. He's a great actor. Sure. I love him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, superheroes these days, oh – um, wow. <laughs> that's my old man lamenting the past voice, I guess. That's my every voice. Yeah. It's but, like... but, um, uh, these days, you know, it's like all about like muscle tone and stuff. <laughs> and Michael Keaton is, just, he's all, Michael Keaton has like a madness behind his eyes. Uh-huh. He's funny. Okay. He, he's, he's like, he, he's, he's funny in a deadpan way. Yeah. He's just, it's. It just he just is great. He it works for me. It all works. I mean, you know, look. I love that for you. All Batman are great. Who's your favorite Batman? I mean, if we're I talking, said all Batman are great. All Batman are great. What? Not where, all, ba- where not am all Batman. I? Yeah. What's going on? I mean, if we're talking all of the Batman in in all of time, I think I I prefer the your your Christian Bale. Sure. But of the old school Batman. I prefer Clooney over Keaton. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Is this where we get divorced? I mean, when was the last time you watched Batman and Robin? I mean, exactly. But here's what I will say. My idea... Same for me, though. I haven't watched it. He yeah. might be great. Here's the thing. Because um, as teens, we used to have a little a little friendly uh, pokey poke flirty rivalry about because you were really into Superman and I was like, Can you no. Can talk about our pokey poke when we were teens? <laughs> okay. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm 
derailed derailed me. <laughs> um, you were really into Superman, and I was like, Batman is better, mostly just to like get you to turn red or whatever. But um, I do as an adult now and, and knowing, knowing what I like about superheroes, I do like Batman better. My idea of Batman and the reason that I like him so much is that he's just like a dude. Yeah. He's just a fucking dude. Yeah. It's crazy dude. Who like has a shit ton of money. And so he makes cool things, cool toys. Yeah. But part of what I think is cool about Batman too, is that he's this kind of like playboy. Like he, the the only way that Batman exists, the only way that Batman has a ton of money and just like gets a bunch of makes a bunch of toys and then like goes out and fights people to try and make the world a better place is because he grows up as like the most white privileged yeah. gross bro playboy right. and then has this like sobering moment. Right. And Michael Keaton doesn't do that for me. He, I, I don't, I, I, he, for me, he has zero sex appeal at all. Like he just, <laughs> I'm not convinced. And to bring it back to specifically Batman returns, I wrote down, I have never seen two people with less chemistry than Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Disagree. Keaton. I, the scene, there's like a scene in the house and she like jumps in on him. And I was biggest like, fireplace you've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, I hate this. I'm so uncomfortable. I, I, they have no chemistry for me at all. We have not talked about Michelle Pfeiffer. We've not now, talked about Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um, I think she's great. I think this is, I mean, this is Catwoman for me. But again, I was nine years old. So. Yeah. Amazing that I that an entire generation does not have, like, weird fetishes based on Catwoman. They probably do. Yeah. Um. But, like, like they, they were taking children to see fucking Tim Burton's fetishes <laughs> up on screen <laughs> with this, like, this, like latex and the, the stitches. The stitches. The stitches is and so Tim Burton. And the claws. Yes. Yeah, the stitches, like, is, well, like, Well, all the makeup, and, too, is, yeah. is really, really Tim Burton. Right. And all um, the striped suits that Christopher Walken wears. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Tim Burton loves a stripe. He loves a stitch. <laughs> he does. Um, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing as Catwoman. Yeah. Same thing uh, as with Danny DeVito. It's an incredible performance. She's incredible. With this, like absolute wackadoo character yeah and just like commits fully and mm-hmm. does amazing yeah I, I like i love i love her catwoman yeah i don't like the movie <laughs> um and i don't like like i I, th- I said to you i was like is this how catwoman comes to be and you were like no I don't know but how like, she comes is... to be. And it doesn't actually matter, but it's just such an insane... Like, so she gets pushed out of a window, and then cats lick her back to life? Right, this is what I was going to say. It's like, when you say, is this how Catwoman comes to be? What do you mean by this? Like, what even happens? Right. I can't even tell, really. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I think it's just... she. I don't... It, it feels like weirdly supernatural the way it's shot and stuff like that. Well, yeah. And then but like it, a little, sorry, sorry. Just a little while later, I was like, I had this moment where I was like, wait, is she dead? Right. <laughs> is she right. a zombie? Like what is happening? Right. And for me, I think it's because I know the movie so well and I don't think about it, but you know, I was thinking about it this time, obviously, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because okay. of her performance, like to me, I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it shouldn't matter to you. I'm just saying that like, you just go with it because her performance is so crazy. And the, animating so her she makes no sense as a character also like why right. does she team up with the penguin yeah 
if it's she, you would think she'd be motivated by revenge against Max Shrek. Yes. But she's, who's Christopher Walken, who we also haven't really talked about that much, but like, it's crazy, that yeah. performance. Love it. Love it. There's, I hate it. You hate his performance? Yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. But the, the, you would think she would be animated by vengeance against him, uh-huh. but she's much more animated against, by vengeance against Bruce Wayne for half the movie. Yeah. For not really any reason. And she just says things all the time. Like, yeah. she goes, like, 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 it's like the, her, her reason for being, she says is, she, she is going after Max Shrek at one point. She says, he knocked me off a building just when I was starting to feel good about myself. And it's just all about her own weird, like, self-esteem stuff and her being marginalized as a woman at the office, which yeah. I think is really... Not powerful. This movie's not powerful in that way. Well, but it's, it's like, yeah, it's like an interesting thing, yeah, it's but interesting. it doesn't, it, it's like one of those, it felt very like, and I think this is just uh, because of when it was done. It felt very like, oh yeah, I know that this is a thing, but I'm not going to actually explore it. Like lip service to <laughs> yeah. feminism or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, especially because the end result is her like dressing up in, like being the most sexualized right. and afterwards. Very, and that's how yeah. she achieves anything is just by going completely the opposite direction. Right. And being very specifically one weird dude's sexual idea. Yeah. Which yeah. is Timber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but she's, all, I mean, Michelle, Favre, it's just incredible. I know she's so great. we say it all the time, but like iconic performance. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's iconic. Yeah. Those two specifically. Everyone's iconic. Christopher Walken. Oof. Not your fave. Not, I, so, and I don't know if this is just the character or what, but I just, I I think what it is, is it, it feels to me like I know what Christopher Walken is capable of. And I think that he, he is capable of, of putting in just as an insane performance as DeVito did and Pfeiffer did. And he feels like wallpaper paste not crazy enough for you not crazy enough not crazy enough that's that's and just like and just and like in in any other film i think a perfect like he's sinister and he plays that part really well in in any other film it would have been fine but he's so overshadowed for me by these other two characters and and the world of the movie that we're watching like why are you playing it straight that's how i felt like wow okay um Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Too straight. Crazy. Um, they, it's, they, there's just, it, I mean, I, I keep coming back to the fact that it's a cartoon and I kind of, I feel like when I was younger, I wasn't able to roll with that. I'd be like, how did the penguin get a full arcade game set up in his trailer when he takes over the Batmobile? Like what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what? And like now it's like, who cares? It's funny and weird and, and, and all that for me. I, I, I love the penguin pallbearers in the end. Oh um, yeah. That's, that's pretty great. So good. Uh, sorry. I'm just like looking at my notes. That's why yeah. I'm all over the place. I really, we didn't, we said we'd talk about it. Let's talk about how horny the movie is. Oh my God. I mean, we've talked about the fetishes, I guess. Yeah. But like. There is a line. Yeah. It's at, there's some like ball or party yeah, or something. Gala. And <laughs> Bruce Wayne and Selena, Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle are dancing. 
that's Catwoman and Batman. But they don't <laughs> but they don't know that they are that each other is Catwoman and Batman yet. They haven't figured it out yet. They're about to, but they haven't yet. Anyway, the point is they're dancing. I don't even remember what the line before I it have was. It. Please tell us. Uh, they're talking about how he left her the night before at, at Wayne Manor. Yeah. And he says, so no hard feelings, I guess. And she says, well, semi-hard, actually, because they're, clo- they're so close they're to each other. Semi-hard? She's <laughs> talking about his boner! <laughs> and I was like, what is this film rated? Yeah. I literally wrote in all caps, semi-hard boner joke? Where did we go? I... Yeah, I that this was the first time that I registered that as a thing that happened in this movie. Oh my god! I had god. never gotten it, gotten that before. Which is insane because not to call you stupid, but it's not like there's any other way that that could be interpreted. Well, so it's yeah. just one of those lines that's like that flies under the radar. That like I guess children are like, I don't know what that means, so right. I don't care. But like, it's just a double entendre, like you know, and and. Yeah, it's crazy that they that they made... A double entendre, that's not like something... Like, no one says, like, well, I have semi-hard feelings for you. <laughs> that's not a thing! Right, but she's talking about the feelings, or is she? So she's not double. talking about I know feelings. she's not. I know she's not. She's talking about his wiener. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, it is nuts. The, and, you know, I think there's also just, like, it's really fun to watch from a like like you were talking about practical effects matte paintings yeah the cinematography the way i mean danny devito is like this i'm not breaking any news here this is like overt and is straight is like everyone says this but it's like straight out of like german expressionist silent film the way he's shot the way his makeup is the way the angles are uh-huh. like again stripes. <laughs> stripes um but i you know it's just like really fun to watch in that way um, from a like just the way it looks, and I was glad we switched over to a HD streaming version of it yeah. because it just. And also, we haven't really talked about in this Christmas episode of DVD Deathmatch where we're putting pitting two Christmas movies against each other. How Christmassy these movies are! Obviously, Family Stone is very Christmassy. It's a Christmas movie. It's yeah. just like takes place on Christmas and blah blah. Yeah. This one also takes place around Christmas. It does, and, and they keep bringing it up. Like, it's, it's very... It's very Christmas It's movie. weirdly very Christmassy. So Christmassy. The, the key line is about mistletoe. Yeah. Um, it's, that's how they figure out who the other is. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, it's, it's... I think it's a great watch. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. <sighs> yeah, I just... I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I, that I disliked watching it. Yeah. But it was not, like, pleasant. For me, like it, I, I was not, I was not ever able to get beyond the absurdity of all of it, and the kind of, I think it, it that comes from the mishmash of absurdities, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not just like, oh, it's a cool film, but everyone's like really over the top, like going for it, goofy. Yeah. Or oh, it's a normal film, but all the costumes or the look of it is insane. It's like everything is insane. In a slightly different way. <laughs> and and I and I like like I just have so many notes of, like I wrote like why umbrellas? Uh your house is too big. Why is he growling? Do penguins growl? <laughs> Look, I'm not Wait, gonna... Catwoman is dead? Shame about the Shrek takeover because the guy, the mayor no, not the mayor, the Christopher Walken's yeah. character's name is Shrek. Yeah. And it's like, well, 
<laughs> That's a different thing now. <laughs> Look, if you're not on board with the penguin using umbrellas, I can't help you. <laughs> like, it just, That's there's, like, there's so many things. This is your thing with Superman, too. You're like, well, how can they, they, you know, he has glasses and they can't tell it's him. Don't get me started on Superman, man. And it's like. Yeah, look, if you're not going to go with that, I can't help you, man. All right? <laughs> Feels like I felt about the Family Stone the way that you felt about Batman Returns. I don't know if it's quite the same. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, we both had a nice time watching these movies. Great. Yeah. The end. The end. The end. <laughs> All right, oh, goodbye. we didn't say... <laughs> Both of them are available on HBO Max. Yeah, both available on HBO Max. So there's that. Yeah. Um, however, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think it's pretty clear which one we're getting rid of. Yeah. Because <laughs> it looks like hot garb. Yeah. The and fact we that didn't we, even want to watch it. <laughs> the fact that we switched over to the streaming alternative while watching it, I think it's pretty. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we're, I think we get rid of, I think we get rid of that whole set. Whoa, yeah. Well, oh, we, yeah, because if you get, get rid, rid of, of the one disc, then you're getting rid of what? Batman and Batman Returns? Yeah, and I'm not okay. just keeping the shitty Batman Forever, <laughs> Batman and Robin disc. So, um, so yeah, I think I agree with you. All right. We're just doing, we're getting rid of Batman Returns. And we're getting, so that means we're getting rid of four movies total. We are. In our count kind of makes up for last week when we didn't get rid of anything yeah if you ask me exactly (laughs) um so we're doing well let's see i think that oh you know what one thing we didn't bring up i'm sorry no it's okay i always do this where there's one more thing there's always one more thing the cops in gotham city Uh need to cool it they are trigger happy. They are. They run out onto the roof and just start firing at Batman. There he is! Bang, bang, bang! Bang, 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 bang. What? And then the penguin is running away, and they, they're chasing him through the, the, the park, and they just start firing again. And it's like, guys. Yeah, anyway. that was definitely one of the moments where I was like, what the? Jesus! Yeah. And as a kid, I was just like, yep, that's what cops do. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not wrong. Um, Do you right. think Michelle Pfeiffer looked like uh, Magenta? Towards the end of the movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the, like, Tim Burton makeup. Just yeah. the dark circles around the eyes. He just wants to work with and skeletons. And the crazy hair, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Batman Returns. You will not be returning to our DVD case. You I see what go. I did there? I gotta go. See what I did there? I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's pick our oh, next okay. holiday matchup, yeah? So I thought of some more that have Christmas connections. So Oh my god. Current count of movies that we have on DVD that have Christmas connections is 58. All right, let's pick this next holiday matchup. Hey Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 58. A random number between 1 and 58 is 10. 10 is Bridget Jones' Diary. Ah! The pause, the like deep sigh that I just got <laughs> from you thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to watch Bridget Jones' no, Diary. I like Bridget Jones' Diary. I'm fine with Bridget Jones' Diary. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 58. A random number between 1 and 58 is 45. Does she sound tired to you? <laughs> 45 is The Box. Ooh! <laughs> Our one 
crossover. No, two crossovers. Okay, one of a very few crossovers between spooky season movies and holiday movies. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Bridget Jones' Diary versus The Box. Two very different films. Two very different movies. (laughs) Uh, That'll be fun. That's a fun one. Yeah, that's fun. Very Christmassy. I think The Box is very Christmassy. Yeah, it's very wintry, definitely. Yeah, but I think it's specifically, I think there is a very specific Christmas part of it, but I could be wrong. I don't know why I'm talking. We'll save it. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know what? We'll talk about it the next time. The next time we do this. We'll have to. Yeah. That's the premise. It's the premise of the podcast. All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all the places. We got an Insta. We got a Twitter. We got an email. We got the world. Quad. Whab. And... We hope you're all doing well and staying safe. We got, if you're on the East Coast with us, we got a crazy snowstorm. Yeah, you're probably listening heading to our way. This. You're like Jack Nicholson in The Shining right now. You're just like buried in snow and uh, just tried to murder your family. <laughs> oh, know. boy. Okay. okay. Happy holidays, everyone. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But by the time this comes out, snowstorm. Snowstorm. Uh, yeah. So good luck with that. And Jesus Christ, <laughs> come back next week and see who survives DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Death Great, let's okay. go. Okay, I don't think you have a cold open in there. Oh, I have a cold open. Don't worry, I'll find one. Okay, I mean. It might be a little sad, but... Sad? Oh, is it... Did we recording our whole fight? No! <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, like, over there, like, oh, I'm not ready. Oh, <laughs> I feel cold. cold. Great. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yep. Hold on. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right, go. <laughs>